0: Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Pastor Mike Kai, Senior Pastor of Inspire Church in Hawaii. Pastor Mike is an author, leader, and influencer. Trust me, you don't wanna miss this discussion about how to maximize your leadership potential. Let's get started.
1: So talk to me a little bit about this book, Mike. How did this come about? How did you received this message what what was going on in your life when you received it and why did you write it well first of all thank you so much it's an honor to be here i want to thank you everybody for joining in from from south africa to north carolina to hawaii it's such an honor and i want to thank thank the lord for um for uh, dr sam chand and yourself martine uh for being such gracious people with avail publishing and it is an honor to be under the avail label and i'm so grateful So you ask about how did this book come apart? Well, start. Well, honestly, I never felt I was ever qualified to write a book. Um, I always admired authors. I'm a voracious reader. Uh, Readers are leaders and leaders are readers. If you ain't reading, you ain't leading. That's the philosophy I always grew up with. My pastor was probably one of the most well-read, most uh, intelligent men I've ever met before. And so he just instilled books into us. And so books became legacy form for us. And so when I grew up reading books in the ministry and in leadership when I was in business. I never thought that I would ever have the opportunity to write a book because I never thought that I was an author until finally uh, two instrumental men in my life, my pastor and another man named John Bevere, both told me in the same year that, Mike, you need to write a book. And this was 10 years into the journey. Mike, you need to write a book. And I said, well, what do you write on? Well, my pastor told me you need a history for your church because when your church grows, you have to go back to your DNA and that book will become part of that DNA um, instiller into the church. And so, well, of course, I got over my, my uh, obvious writing the book. I had to overcome some complexes. And then I began writing. I remember John told me, Devere told me, he says, Mike, you just sit down, you get a nice computer. My wife, Lisa, will tell you that. Uh, get a really good chair. Um, get yourself comfortable. And every day, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to write. And so he said, write a thousand words a day. Uh, so I went ahead and I, w- I got up and I wrote 1,000 words a day, knowing that I never really completed college and never wrote a 1,000 words a semester. So he said, you got to write a 1,000 words a day. So I did. It was a pound of flesh. I took a break. I wrote. No writer's block. Just kept on going. Never stopped for research. Didn't stop to Google anything. Just made notes and kept going forward. By the time I was done, by the time I was done, Um, I called John Bovier. I said, John, I'm done. It was 40 days later. John, I'm done. He goes, Mike, that's incredible. You wrote a book in 40 days. I said, well, you said a thousand words a day. He said, I said, I said 500 words a day. (laughs) And that's how it all started. But it started based upon the parable of the talents. I I love the parable of the talents because you have the one talent guy, the two talent guy and the, the five talent guy. And I never imagined myself being a five talent person course, there were five talent people in the ministry that I would look to, uh, but I never felt that I was. I always felt like I was a two talent, but definitely not a one talent. And so what I would say, growing up on the big island, small town, this is where I'm from. My high school had a graduating class of 120. I thank God for that. Grew up in a town of 2,000 people. Uh, Thank God for small towns because I was a small town kid. But when I came into the big city, there was a lot I had to fight against and for and including my own situation in my life. And then so I always gravitated toward the parable of the talents. And when we were a church of about 250, I told our church, I said, I don't care how big we are. Uh, we're not comparing ourselves to New Hope who had thousands and I love and admire. And we can't do that. We're just gonna be the best 250 people church that there is in the state. That's all we're gonna compare ourselves to. Then I when we got to 400 and to 700, I kept saying the same thing. We're not gonna compare ourselves to anybody else. We're just gonna be the best at who we are right now. And so we measured ourselves by ourselves. And I kept saying, pound for pound, we're going to be the best church that there is in the state of Hawaii. And then it started, the, the, the parable turned into a principle. And so that's how I came up with the title before I even finished the book. And it became the pound for pound principle. And that's how it all started. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. That, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Mike and um, I in the meantime the man of the other man of the hour just stepped in Virgil how are you
0: man <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing awesome I, I'm so excited were you, to you hear. were you stressed you know when technology <laughs> is not going your way you just got to pray and so I was just praying I was like Lord help me help this technology work but I'm just excited to hear everything that uh, Pastor Mike has put in this book which by the way, I am privileged to hold in my hands, the pound for pound principle.
1: Awesome. I'm going to step away. I'm going to let you take over, my friend.
0: Thank Thank you, sir. Don't
1: go too far, though. Nope.
0: (laughs) Pastor Mike, you know, uh, as as we got to talk a little bit in preparation for this webinar, um, I just want to say that I really feel on a personal level that the Lord has spoken to my life and encouraged me and inspired me through this book. If I show you, you'll see the... You'll see the highlighting in there. Yeah, I've gone through a couple of highlighters, um, but it's exciting <laughs> to see and to hear what God has placed in your heart uh, through this book. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit uh, from it. I think there's leaders from all over the world, all shapes and sizes that are gonna be blessed and encouraged by this. And so um, the thought that I had was, it might be good to get into some Q&A with you regarding mm-hmm. this book. Um, I think there's some people that are connected live that are probably going to have some questions. And, uh, and we have some questions that, that I think it might help just to hear your thoughts, to hear your heart behind it. How does that sound to you? Sounds good to me. Awesome. Okay. So um, here's the first question. What's one tip that you would give to leaders who are struggling with comparison as a pastor myself, I know that it's easy to look at what others have or what I don't have. So that's the first part. And the second part is, what area do you most often see leaders overlooking their own talents or underestimating what they've been given?
1: Okay, so first of all, let me, let me go back to um, the way that I, I was raised. Um, I, I was smaller than most kids. Um, I was 17 when I graduated from high school. I'm a December baby. So instead of being a, pushing me over into January and holding me over so I could mature, being a um, a fast tracker, according to my parents, they put me in preschool right away, which made me go into kindergarten right away. Um, I was smaller for my age. Uh, I was always comparing because I was the shorter guy. So in that created this desire and this instinct to have to prove yourself. And whenever you feel you have to prove yourself, whether you're in business, whether you're in the ministry or whatever it is, comparison is naturally gonna take place. Now there's an unhealthy comparison that we could have was like, oh, she looks better than me. Or wow, he's like, I wish I could be like him. Or wow, how come I'm not like that? Um, That's that unhealthy comparison. But then there's that comparison that you kind of have to do because you're looking at the competition or you're looking at your comrades and you're looking at your buddies and you're looking like, okay, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What is he doing that I should be doing? Um, And so there's two types of comparison. So because I grew up with this complex of over comparing because of being the little guy. It's interesting because when you get older, you think you can shed that easily. It's not easily shed. It's something that you have to be confident in in walking through. So I have to gain a lot of that because the, the, what would happen is comparison is really dangerous. I know right now comparison is probably one of the biggest things that our whole generation is going through, especially during the pandemic, because when we were all sheltering in place, one of the most important things we did was we had, God, thank you for our phones, but oh God, save us from our phones (laughs) because the phones and the Instagrams and all of that feed that was going on was feeding this comparison thing that we were going on. Now, I don't know how many of you would say that you bought more stuff in five months on Amazon or wherever that you didn't really need five months before. What is it? It's that comparison thing. It's something that I got to have that. And so I want to say that comparison can get you into a trap. Uh, Comparison is very, very dangerous. As a matter of fact, it can diminish, watch this, it can diminish what we have or even throw shade on ourselves, evaluating ourselves under the lamp of someone else's light. Mm -hmm. So when we are evaluating ourselves under the lamp of someone else's light, what we're doing is we're really throwing shade on what God is wanting to do in us and through us and do differently Compared to what he's doing with somebody else because somebody else has got their lane and I've got my lane and I can compare my journey and his journey because Virgil, I don't know what they've been through and I don't know the price that they've paid yeah. and I don't know and they don't know what I've been through and they don't know the pain that I had to go through in order to get to where we are today. So comparison is really, really detrimental um, to our lives. And so the psalm that has been very, very good for my soul was when David said in Psalm 16 5, he said the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant, pleasant places. places yeah in other words surely he says surely my inheritance is a delightful inheritance lord you are my portion lord you are my cup whoo and when i when, when i get that I, I i go lord this is my pasture this is my boundaries i'm good i've fallen in pleasant places this is where you have me right now and then out of that virgil came a saying that uh, you can hashtag that, tweet that, everybody, at Kai on Instagram, please follow me. And you can tweet this and you can hashtag this. And it, this is what it is. I'm always content, but I'm never complacent. Right? I'm always content. Thank you, Lord, for what you gave me. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for the house that I'm in, the car that I drive, the, the business that I have, the job that I'm at, the position <laughs> that I'm under, the boss who's with me, the wife that I have, the, the, the kids that I have, the spouse that I have. I'm content. But I'm never complacent, because Lord, I know that there is more. There's more for my business. There's more for my church. There's more for my kids. There's more for my grandkids. There's more.
0: I love that, Mike. I think we need to kind of park here for a second because I've never, I never had heard it said that way until I, until I, I, I read it and what you were saying and, and talking to you. I love this aspect. Always content because it's biblical, right? contentment is something that we see, all, you know, throughout the Bible. Paul talks about it in First Timothy: godliness plus contentment equals great gain. Great However, I never—I never had had the words to say it. There's something in a, in us that God doesn't want us to settle. I never want to settle for yes. We've done great things, but there's more great things to do. Yes, right. I am blessed, but I think there's something more that God has, and so I think sometimes we underestimate what what's in us or what we can even accomplish. What would you say about that?
1: Oh, yeah. So when it goes along with thank you, Lord, for what you gave me, I am blessed because the other part of, 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 of contentment is, I guess the word would be when you're never satisfied. Uh-huh. I made a mistake of saying this for the first couple of years. I'm always content, but I'm never satisfied. And it didn't sound right after about a year. And men like, Lord, you're not enough. Lord, you didn't give me enough. Oh, God, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm dissatisfied where I'm always content, but I'm never complacent. And God gave me that complacency thing because the complacency thing is when you grow and you hit your growth and you go up your sigmoid curve and you're going up to the top. And what can happen is when you begin to accomplish, um, you, it's easy for you to want to camp, set up base camp. On the mountain that God has for you. But when God says, look, I'm not, this is just base camp. That's not the peak. And so we become complacent. And so complacency and comparison are two evil twins that are fighting for your contentment. Ooh. I just made that up on the spot, Virgil. It Come on, somebody,
0: you. somebody type it in. Our tech people are <laughs> listening. Let's get another book going. Okay, so I want to make sure because there's some people that have been connecting in. We have people connected from all parts of the states, all parts of the world. We're talking today about the Pound for Pound principle by Mike. 10 year 10-year Ten anniversary,
1: Virgil.
0: 10-year anniversary version, leader, leader version, leader edition. Um, exactly by the way, by the way, everybody on this call, you can get this book for free. Yeah. Free free 99, I think they said.
1: (laughs) In Hawaii, we call it Free 93. (laughs)
0: Free. <laughs> hey, you can get this book for free. We're going to give you more information on that uh, soon because, you know, actually I think it's, it's already on the chat if you want to take a look at it because this is, this is a, an amazing book. We're going to talk about some more offers, but let's get back to the conversation. So, so we're, you're talking a little bit about comparison, complacency. Um, what are some warning signs, Mike, um, that indicate to leaders that they're sliding from contentment into complacency?
1: Easy. Easy, when you start to read, uh, read your own mail uh, or the press clippings, uh, when you begin to pay a- too much attention to what other people are saying about you and, and it strokes your ego, um, mm. when you have decided when you've lost that edge and that hunger and you no longer wake up early enough, you no longer go to that, do that workout, you mm. no longer read that extra book, when you no longer see, see, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the fruits of your labor and everything that you've invested all of your time and energy into and pause and recreate and enjoy life. But if you are, if it's caused you to stop your drive, your desire, your hunger, your push, your hustle, your holy hustle, if it's stopping you from doing that, then you are you, aren't, you, are, you are complacent. And the scary thing about complacency is when you are complacent, you hit a plateau, which was my next book that I wrote after this called Plateaus, going from where you are to where you need to be. And so what happened was when we had been growing Virgil, so we moved into this incredible building, <clears throat> global financial crisis hit 2010, incredible story and in how we got our building. Um, and when we moved in, I kept telling the church, I said, this is not it. I just want you guys to know I'm very, very happy, but here is not (laughs) there. We are not there yet. And uh, out of that came the Mount of Transfiguration where Peter, James, and John go up to uh, to the Mount of Transfiguration called Mount Hermon before it was renamed the Mount of Transfiguration. And while they're there, this is where Peter gets the revelation. He sees Jesus in his glorious state with Moses and Elijah, and he says, let's build three tents. This is amazing. You know, he's like, "Wow, the rock stars of the Old Testament, my boyhood idols, you know? And he wants to camp there and he wants to stay there. See, so you know what they call that? Complacency." Yeah. And Jesus says, uh, we got work to do. We're going down this hill and I'm going to the cross." And so what happens is when we hit goals and we get to where we want to be and we just all of a sudden, "Okay, I lost that 15 covid 15 with covid 25 now i've lost that covid 15 i feel good and then uh, i'm gonna cheat a little bit and then you plateau oh you know i'm not i used to do a lot of devotions during covid and i used to leave my church on prayer or you know or and and i didn't i didn't ideate i didn't i wasn't nimble i didn't adjust and Mm -hmm. i didn't do something different um that's complacency and so we got to fight about against those things because complacency will only lead you to a uh, the other part of the sigmoid curve, which is you lose ultimate momentum, and then you got to gain it back up and all that yeah. energy that it takes to get back there again.
0: Yeah, it seems like sometimes we, when we press on, and then when God by by his grace allows us to reach something, reach there, for example, we think all of a sudden, I could take my foot off the gas, I, I don't have to worry anymore. When in fact, you know, that's when we got to make sure that we are staying focused.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, um, during the COVID, one of the blessings was the Last Dance by Michael Jordan on ESPN2 version, by the way, not the ESPN1 version, which is you know, no ble- no bleeps. <laughs> but I can tell you, it's it, It's given me this mind, and I'm watching him going, man, I tell you what, we, so we're not as weird as we think we are. We're not as bad as we think we are. That guy was driven. And yeah. that guy knew he never took his foot off the gas. Michael Jordan never stopped, and Michael Jordan never stopped challenging the people on his team in order to get to where they needed to be because there was no complacency in that man. It was amazing.
0: Okay. That's going to lead me into my next question. But before that, I I know there's more people connecting. We're talking with pastor Mike Kai, author of the pound for pound principle. Uh, By the way, I got to highlight. Dr. Sam Chand made a comment here in the chat saying, I love all things. Pastor Mike Kai. Pound for Uh, Pound Principle is a great book every leader needs. Loving this 10th anniversary edition webinar. Thank you, Dr. Sam Chan for being here. uh, Thank you, Dr. Sam. And connected. Um, uh, If anybody who's on, if you have a question that you'd like to throw uh, kind of into the mix here, there's a Q&A button. Uh, We can't get to all of them, but uh, please feel free to type it in. And as we can, we'll get to it. You were talking, uh, uh, Mike, about... Just seeing the drive, even for the example of the, of the last dance, you know about about Michael Jordan. Um, but just, can you share a personal story about cultivating consistency as a leader? Because obviously, to, to win, you know, to reach, you know, to, to man, to to go for the God dreams that He's placed right. in our hearts. To to go for the for those goals that that ministry, family, you know, personal, uh, professional you know it, it re- it's not going to happen by accident it's not going to happen with a gear shift in neutral but that that's that consistency so what would you say regarding cultivating consistency as a leader what does that look like on a daily basis what's your experience
1: okay so my experience doesn't happen once i became a leader so you're a leader okay now be consistent no consistency went all the way to my upbringing I'm right here on the big island for a few more days. And I went back to the two small hometowns that I lived in. And I realized all, over these years, all of the things that my parents instilled in me, consistency with your word, consistency with your work habits. And maybe they never used the word, "Mike," you need to be consistent, but maybe in sports my dad did with baseball. But I remember growing up and when I grew up, I worked at uh, I, I, newspapers, gas stations, grocery stores, doing all of those different things. And so now, my story behind this book, which I don't get into too much because it's a condensed version and it's strictly for leadership, was when I was 19 years old, I became, a, I became a father. Back in the mid-80s, in the middle of my sophomore year of college, I had to quit school. I quit school, did the thing that I needed to do, owned up to my responsibility, put a ring on it, became the man that I needed to be but was tough. And I tell you, by the time I was 19, when you give up your ambitions, which was to be in the Air Force um, ROTC program, headed in that direction, um, to find out that you're gonna be a dad, it was was shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Of course, I accepted and embraced the responsibility, but in the meantime, I let go of all of those dreams, all of those goals, and I went straight to work. Check this out, Virgil. I mean, nothing wrong with it. I'm glad I did, but I went straight to work at Pizza Hut Mm -hmm. and Shell Service Station, two jobs, Mm -hmm. pumping gas in the night and selling pizzas in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Um, The grind and the hustle, you got to show up for work. Consistency, consistency. So all of that consistency prepared me for the day that I would become a single dad with custody by the time I was 21 years old. During that period of time when I was between 19 and 21, I became the man I never wanted to be. I became angry. I became purposeless. I say that I was homicidal and suicidal all in the same package. It was not a good season of my life. It was at the age of 21 my friends dragged me to church they begged me to go to church and eventually they bribed me to come to church this we will take you to go to breakfast if you come to church with us after two years to get you off my back i'll go to breakfast if you take me to church they took me to church They're, hey everybody never underestimate the power of bacon i'm just saying bacon and maple <laughs> syrup is a powerful combination in bribing somebody to come to church so i went to church for the first time virgil i was a catholic boy thank god for that upbringing uh, I, I had good priests, and I thank God for that spiritual upbringing that I had, and my mom and dad bringing me to church. But when I mm. went to church for the first time, and my friend's cafeteria makeshift throw you pop up church, let me tell you, God grabbed me, grabbed me, changed my life at that moment. My circumstance didn't change, but I got changed. And then from that moment, fighting for marriage, fighting for, even though I have custody, waited for three years, and still in the meantime, you still got to hustle. And I got a job at American Airlines and I went into multi-level marketing and I did everything that I needed to do. I had like three jobs. Mom and dad helped me. Tell me, tell me about consistency. Consistency is what you need to do. It's not what you have to do. Consistency is who you need to be. You need to be consistent. It's not who you should be, it's who you need to be. And yeah. consistency translated into what God has done in the parable of the talents. He's taken two, made it four, took the four, made it eight, so on and so forth. And I never wanted to be the one-talent person because I could have been a one-talent guy. Who cares, right? It's depending on your situation, where you're from, how that works. I'd say I'm two, maybe two at best. Could have been one, knowing my situation. But I just said, I'm not going to be the guy that says, I'm. you don't think much of me? Well, then I'm just going to be fearful and not do anything with it. No, I took... God, by God's grace, I took the one, made the two, two. Took the two, made it four. And when he was said, "Give that one to the guy who has 10, because he did nothing with it, I jumped up, grabbed it. So that's mine. You're not getting that. And then, you know, what I'm saying just uh, joking around, but that—that's—that's yeah, that's what happened.
0: So good. You know, I think you kind of answered. Some anonymous attendee asked, "What are some habits a leader could implement today to start working on their consistency?" And I think what you're saying is just getting up and doing it, like every day.
1: Yeah. If it, if it helps you to make a checklist, make a checklist. Mm -hmm. right? So if you're going to, I'm going to read this book, I'm going to do this devotion. I'm going to, um, do this exercise. I'm going to do this at work. Then you've got to make a list because if you make no list, you actually don't do it. I, even in my own life, if I don't make a list, I'm probably not going to get it done. Like I could get it done. So consistency, look, consistency was ingrained in me, but let me, let me honestly say, if you don't have a list of what you're going to do, and you're inconsistent, then you're not going to go far. So I would make a list. I'd start off with a list.
0: I think I think um, I think you hit it on the you hit the nail on the head. Every day you got to get up, and you got to do what you what you do. And and honestly, you know, like you've said in your book, when you're faithful in little, God's going to put you over much. We're talking to Mike Kai. Pastor and author of the Pound for Pound uh, Principle. This is the 10th anniversary edition, Leaders Edition. And by the way, if you haven't seen the link in the chat, check out the link. Uh, you can get your free copy. I said it. You can get your free copy. All you got to do is cover shipping. There's a great offer that's coming in a little bit after we get through some more questions. But um, again, I think that there's something powerful. You know, you know, um, Mike, I said it a little earlier off off the air with you. I yep. feel that finding that God-given capacity in us. right? Obviously we think about, I think about the young leaders, you know, the next generation of leaders as a pastor myself, I think of the people we want to build up, but you know what? You know what I think? I think this is not just for young leaders or, or for young people. I think there's an, there's an older generation that maybe thinks I've messed up. I, my time has come and passed, but there's still potential. Can you speak to that for a moment?
1: Oh, (laughs) Absolutely. See, potential is not just the person who's under the age of 20 or under the age of 30. I mean, potential is in us, even in our 50s and in our 60s. And you look at Caleb, when Caleb, Caleb had dreams. And even though for 40 years, Caleb couldn't possess the land, he and Joshua were the only two that grew up through that generation that, that never believed for greater things because they already shot themselves in the foot when they couldn't enter into the promised land. But now Caleb, 40 years later, at probably 80 years old, says, give me my land. Give me my land. He's still believing. He goes, I'll take the hills. And then his daughter Aksa later on asks her dad, she's got the chutzpah, to ask her dad for, for streams. Uh, Give me land that has water. Uh, I, I love it because it's a multi generational believing for greater things. You've got an 80 year old man that says, Give me my land. And you've got a 20 something year old girl says, Can I please have streams? for the portion that you give to me. I love the multi-generational of asking.
0: So good, so good. I wanna take a moment, Pastor Mike is, I wanna thank uh, Gabriel Arnie sent a, sent a question. Mark uh, Moranishi has sent a question. There's, there's a young woman yeah. here, I don't know if you know her, her name is Lisa Kai, uh, <laughs> bouncing off of this question and I love it, how do you encourage, <laughs> so we talked a little bit about, doesn't matter how old you are, but now how do you encourage the young leaders with this pound for pound principle? Because the reality oh. is, uh, those of us who have young leaders in our lives or, or young people in our lives, we also want to open up and cast some vision. How do we encourage them?
1: Well, I think it goes back to the parable before it goes to the principle. The parable is very, very important. When Jesus told the parable in Matthew and Luke about uh, the, the master going on a long journey, and he said he would come back. So we got to remember that there's going to be an accounting for. Uh, we will be held accountable for what we've been given. Um, and then what we have to understand is rightly evaluate ourselves on whether we're one, two or five, you know, the Bible says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. So if we're all saying we're all five talent people. No, you have five talent potential, but you might be two talent right now. Nothing wrong with that. Or you could be a legitimate five talent. The worst thing you can do is sit on your talent. If it's five, two or one. Um, and what you want to do, see one of the premises of, of the parable or and the principle is, It doesn't matter what you've been given. It's what are you doing with what God gave you? It doesn't matter what you've been given. It's what are you doing with what God gave you? Okay, so your situation, if you're a younger person, You are in a single parent situation, your mom or your dad raised you. And here you are, doesn't matter what you've been given. It's what are you doing with what God gave you? Um, You can become, and you can do whatever God called you to do. You can, you can realize that if you multiply the talent that God gave you, that if you increase your capacity through pain, through faith, through trust, through hard Mm. work, stretching your faith and now the little things. Oh, I don't know if I can get into that college. And you work real, real, real hard to go from that community college to that university and you get into that university. Guess what? You just stretched your faith. Um, Oh, I wanted to make the the starting five, but I'm on the the bench. Well, you work hard in the summers because basketball players and athletes are all made in the summer. And then you try out and then you make the team. Guess what? You push through to another level. It's the same thing with somebody working so hard to get on the the executive team but you're still on the junior team and you work hard you do all the consistent things I, I i think that you have to start with where you are and multiply and be the best where you're at and you right when we are so let me bring it down to this you go to work you show up on time five minutes early is on time in my book <laughs> um you go to work early when you're there you're the first to volunteer when you're there Um, You are accepting all the responsibility when you are there. You're asking your boss. You're not skating You said is there anything else I can do for you? I just finished that job. Are you kidding me? You are a boss's dream when you say that I'm done what you just asked me to do Can I help you with anything else you that Proverbs says this I wrote it down Proverbs 22 verse 29 Uh, Are you looking for capable men or competent workers? they will not serve before obscure men, they will serve before kings. Mm. If you find anyone that is skillful or competent in their work, they will not serve before obscure men, they will serve before kings. And people are looking for people who are willing to multiply their talent at any age, at any age. But if we're talking about the younger generation, the millennials right now, Uh, take your eyes off your phone about 30% less every day, put them Mm -hmm. in a book and read it. I love audio books, but read it, mark it, highlight it, note it. And when you're done reading that book, be proud of yourself that you can always go back to that because I think this is one of the most important things of young people today. And I consider myself, uh, I don't consider myself an old person, but for (laughs) young people today is reading. We're watching, I, we're watching too much Netflix. We're watching too much Instagram. We're watching somebody else's life, looking how many likes we got. Come on, I'm doing the same thing because of marketing purposes. But I can tell you this, the books that you read will determine who you're gonna be. Here's you know, yeah. Virgil, back in the day, this is what I learned. The person you will be in the next five years, I think it's the next two years, because uh, everything's fast, is determined around the people that you associate with your circles, Mm-hmm. And the books you read—that's what I believe.
0: I think I think that's a great word. I've heard I've heard like the closest five people in your life have that kind of that direct influence. And and, exactly. and you know um, I was gonna, I was going to mention when you were when you were talking. I played, I played basketball too, by the way. That's another thing we have in common. I remember going from JV to varsity, and, and I remember saying, whatever the coach says, man, I'm there. I'll be the first one to do it. I'm the first one to accomplish it because I want to position myself. So that's great advice for young people or even young leaders, no matter how old you are, because I think I heard this from Dr. Sam Chan, by the way. This is the best question anybody can ask a supervisor, a leader, a pastor is how can I serve you better? Yeah. If, somebody, if somebody on my staff at church asks me that, right, I will hug them. Yeah. and tell them a few things they could do. <laughs> yeah. so I, think, I think that's a great point. Um, um, here's a good question, by the way, uh, uh, Ruthie Savon wrote, how do I sign up for this book? Look in the chat. Our avail is gonna put that link again. We're talking about the pound for pound principle by Mike Kai, pastor and author. Great word for leaders. Here's a question by Mark, Pastor Mike. I think it's a good question. Have, have there been times when your leadership drive needed a reboot and what helped you out of a season of complacency, he says, or maybe stuckness. Sometimes we get stuck. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I wrote a whole book on it called plateaus. (laughs) I would tell you this. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing. um, When the world was still open and we could travel anywhere, I made an investment for me to go to get inspired. I would make a in- financial investment to go get inspired and webinars and Zooms. That's the new, that's the new reality right now. And this is how we're going to do this. this is the reality until we open up the world again and we can fly wherever we need to go to go to some of the greatest places in order for us to get inspired. And you have to pay sometimes for inspiration and inspiration will provide you the motivation. So nothing happens until you get inspired. I mean, nothing in life really happens until you get inspired. Yeah. You're not cooking until you get inspired to cook that night. You right. know what I'm saying? You're not reading until you get inspired. So inspiration is, can be, in, there's a price on inspiration, but inspiration also leads to motivation It gets you doing what you need to do. So I think one of the most important things is is your, Mark, you are on this webinar. I think that will inspire you. I think, Mark, you are, doing what you need to do if you buy the book or the book is free but if you go to the the online conference those things and that's free too but there's going to be a price that you're going to pay eventually in your own life in order for you to get that inspiration to get that motivation to do what you want to do because we all get stuck and one of the reasons why i'm here on the big island is because this is where i'm from so this is my my family island Um, so this is where i get recharged i would say do never underestimate the power of rest but also the power of your very own Sabbath on your one day or two. But that one day that you are actually taking to enjoy life, enjoy people around you, eat, drink, rest, sleep, run, laugh. All of that, Mark, helps me to be able to come back with vision and drive like I need in order for me to continue to move on to the next level. Uh there's this, there's this tension between rest, slow down, walk slower, you know, there's that, and the tension of we got one life to live. I'm gonna give it all I got until I go home to be with Jesus. I'm gonna leave a legacy for my children and the children. I'm just wanted to joke and the around with that, but you know <laughs> and the children. I want to pass it on from children to children, to children in my family and be and my and everybody that's around me and be able to pass on their legacy. Because why? Because yeah, I will walk slower and I will speak slower, but there are gonna be times where I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go because we have to go, we got one life to live.
0: Man, this has been so good. I, I think everybody can agree. If you're on the chat and you're having a good time, put an emoji or something on there. If you're listening to this in the car at some point, just give a woo woo, this is so good. I wanna <laughs> go into the offer today because uh, Pastor Mike, I know a lot of people don't know this, but they can get your book for free because you are a generous person. And because at Avail Leadership, we have a heart to bless and equip leaders. We want want to provide practical, relevant Christian leadership resources. Uh, The book is The Pound for Pound Principle. All you have to do um, is click on that link, you know, uh, to check out this, um, get this book for free. All you gotta do is cover shipping. But I wanna add something uh, you know, you know when you watch the show, Pastor Mike, and then they say, "But wait, there's more." Yeah. There's more. There's more. You can <laughs> upgrade. Now you can get the book for free, which is great. But you can actually upgrade. Listen to me. You have to upgrade, because the upgrade uh, includes amazing things. I'm gonna tell you what it includes. The upgrade. If you upgrade to the masterclass bundle. Not only do you get the book, The Pound for Pound Principle by Pastor Mike Kai, but you get the companion study guide that goes along with it, and you will get access to the video masterclass. By the way, Pastor Mike, can I just say, 16 power-packed videos that go right along with each chapter of the book. If, if you think what you've heard about the book <clears throat> is good, the combination of the, of the masterclass videos with the book is Awesome. You have to upgrade everybody. Again, you get the free book for sure. You can do that uh, from available leadership. This is a great offer, but I highly suggest upgrade to the masterclass bundle. You're going to get the book, the study guide and these videos. Did you enjoy making those videos, Mike? Because you look good on the videos. The, the message comes even clearer. how that feel? Yeah,
1: well, yeah, I did. I want to thank my staff for helping me uh, about three or four people in particular. They know who they are. But I can tell you this, that those 16 videos, I did not really preach the book. I found 16 new things out of each chapter to dog leg off of, and that's brand new, fresh material um, that that is not in the book. And so I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I did it, and I was like, we're done, oh like hallelujah, and then move on, but uh, there, there will be a time I will sit down and watch all 16, so I know exactly what I said. <laughs>
0: Well, I've watched most of them and I'll tell you, man, my life has been blessed. I've already I've already used some of those wisdom nuggets with my, my staff at the church. I've already been sharing, you know, a lot of what I've learned. So on behalf Good. of me, thank, thank you, you for what you're doing and uh, everybody who's connected. I know a lot of people that, that, that already know you from your church and from your ministry, but I think a lot of people now, even through the avail leadership network of leaders and family, I think there's a lot more people that are going to connect. So again, guys get this book for free. It's connected with our avail leadership uh, uh, offer, get this book for free, but I highly suggest, in fact, you cannot not upgrade to the masterclass bundle because it includes the companion study guide. And by the way, something I like, there's always a leadership, there's always a leadership um, at the end of every chapter, a leadership takeaway and ask you some questions. The study guide going to complement that and the videos take it to a whole nother level. We're audio visual and reading. So now you're not, you can read it, you can listen, you can see, I highly recommend it. I know there's a big online summit coming up. Uh, Pastor Mike, and I think it'd be a great opportunity. Can you tell us a little bit about who's going to be part of that? Uh, when is that happening?
1: Well, okay, that's happening August 13th, And that's when this book actually drops um, to everybody else. But I'm really excited about it because through the years, God has given great relationships and friendships in the ministry and uh, and in business. And one of those great people, of course, is Dr. Sam Chand, uh, who is considered a mentor to, m- to myself and to Lisa. We love him and we appreciate him so much, we've known him for about eight years, 10 years, and it's been amazing. Uh, we got Dr. Sam Chand, of course, and then of course, after that, we've got Chad Veach from Voo Church. Nice. Chad Veach, one of the premier speakers uh, at any age, but is really resonating with millennials right now, and I've known Chad since he was 18 years old, so it's been a long time since we've had a friendship. Uh, then I'd say Dr. Darius Daniels from Change Church is incredible, my goodness. This man is blowing it up in many ways. And I'm so honored and proud to call him a friend and to have him. And then the other guy would be is um, a small church in Oklahoma called Life Church, Craig Groeschel. I think I heard of him. <laughs> Just kidding. I I yeah, I think we've heard of him. One of the greatest, largest churches in America right now. And um, and Lisa will be there, myself as well. And to see the, the lineup, Sam Chan, Chad Veach, Darius Daniels. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> Um, Craig Rochelle. <laughs> it is incredible. And the great thing is I would love to have them come to Hawaii and preach all in one room at a conference, but we can't do that right now. So the next best thing is get them online. So guys, i tell you right now, I don't know if there's a better lineup right now in America. I'm just saying, I don't know <laughs> if there's a better lineup in the in the English speaking world right now. And I would say go. It's free. Bring your teams. It's going to be incredible. Share this with everybody else, because I tell you right now, those guys are going to be bringing the heat. I'll bring a little something, something, but they will bring the (laughs) heat and it's going to be incredible.
0: I was going to say something like this has to be kind of a high budget type event, because this is a major uh, lineup of speakers and pastors and leaders that are making an impact. But you're telling me this is a free online summit?
1: Yeah, it's free. (laughs) It's free. It's free, and um, and we would love for you guys to join us. We just want to make an impact.
0: I'm gonna be there. My team's gonna be there. Online summit. Uh, by the way, it's poundforpoundprinciple.com. Uh, it's in the chat for anybody who's on our live chat or webinar. But if you're seeing this or hearing this later, poundforpoundprinciple.com online summit. Amazing speakers. Obviously, today's featured author, Pastor Mike Kai, uh, and his wife, Lisa, who pastor Inspire Church in Hawaii, doing an amazing job there. Uh, Dr. Sam Chan, Pastor Craig Groeschel, Chad Veach, man, it it really is going to be an amazing event. Uh, Everybody encourage you to do it uh, once again, as we... Time flies when you're having fun, uh, Pastor Mike, and I think we're, we're coming to a, to a wrap here. And I'm going to plug this one more time because I think some people need to make sure they, they. you can share this information. If you're a leader, if you're a pastor, and you've got some leaders you want to encourage and you want to bless them with a book, tell them about this link to, to uh, availleadership.org forward slash Kai. If you go to availleadership, you'll be able to see it because this book is going to be a blessing. They can get it for free they can get it for free. Um, But the most important thing I want everybody here, everybody listening, upgrade to the masterclass bundle. Why? Because you're going to get the companion study guide, you're going to get 16 masterclass videos that are well produced, that are excellent, and that are complementary to the information in the book. It's not the same information, just spoken. It's, it's Mm. complimentary, extra fresh, information. It's going to be a blessing for you. Um, we're so, we're so thankful, uh, uh, pastor Mike, for your time here with us. We're thankful to, to just learn and grow together. Thank with you. God's spoken in your life. Um, before, before you kind of share some last thoughts here with everybody who's connected to this, um, I want to mention, uh, our heart uh, at avail is to produce on a monthly basis resources that are relevant and practical and effective, and powerful for leaders. We want Christian leaders to be equipped. And so another offer because of the generosity of the avail team, you can get the, you can get your free annual su- subscription to avail journal. If you, if you put availjournal.com, that's the link avail journal.com. You can get a free annual subscription. It's not just one a yeah. uh, copy of the, jur- the Avail Journal, Leadership Journal. This is a, a year annual subscription of the Avail Journal. We want you to connect because there's great, great material, great resources, great articles, quality, excellent. Uh, I, I, Pastor Mike Pastor Mike Kai, he's got one right there in his hands. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a, great ma- it, it's a great journal. It's not just a magazine, but it's got great content on the inside. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam Chan's on the cover of the very first one. And great leadership on the inside. And it is, it, if you grew up in the 90s in ministry, it, it was the old journal that they had where you had Hybos and Ortberg and all those guys yeah. were always on it. And that one had no pictures, uh, but it was just a journal. This one is pictures galore and giveaways and incredible stuff. I highly recommend that you get this magazine. This is the premier leadership magazine right now, I would say, get it, go register for that. Whole another
0: level, whole another level. Hey, pastor Mike, as we close off, what are some last thoughts on your heart just to share with everybody who's connected with us?
1: Yeah. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for everybody for joining. Thank you so much for your questions. I'm sorry. We couldn't get to them all. We'd be here for three hours and I'd be fine with me, but we got to get going on. Um, so I want to thank you. And I want to apologize. We couldn't get to all your questions, but great questions. I'm sure I haven't had the chance to watch it all but I've been focusing on what the questions have been asked of me. Uh, Secondly, I wanna say that, hey, at the end of the day, people, it's about heart and nobody can measure your heart. No matter what your situation, no matter where you grew up, no matter what's going on right now, no matter what your parents, your family, your background, all that, no matter what happened in your past, what happened generationally, all that, it's God knows. And at the end of the day, he measures heart, but not good intentions, but heart. Good intentions are good, but you got to put that into action. Make sure they cannot measure heart. My friend, um, Brian Clay, Olymp- Olympic to Catholic, 2004, 2008 from Hawaii. Grew up in the church I grew up in. Won a gold medal. Shortest guy in the competition. Maybe six feet tall. Maybe six feet tall. Gold medal. Silver medal the next year. Let me tell you about another guy. His name is um, Keanu Asing. Professional surfer. Five foot four. Five foot four, maybe five six. I'm sorry, Keanu, if you're watching. But he goes to Portugal, reads my book the night before, is crying because God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need to win. And he has a four-hour drive to Portugal and he beats the number one surfer, Gabriel Medina. Everybody heard all about him. He's amazing. Gabriel Medina, John John Florence, he beat those two guys out, beat them up. Says the pound for pound book changed my life. And guess what? His hashtag is Heart Over Height heart over height. People, nobody can measure your heart. It's not just good intentions. You got to do something with it, with what what God gave you.
0: So good. Hey, on behalf of the Avail team, thank you, Pastor Mike, for just, for being you, for being genuine, authentic, for being a passionate leader, uh, a passionate pastor. I love that. I think all the leaders appreciate that. What a blessing. May the Lord continue to use you and guide you and Pastor Lisa as you you lead and inspire church and make it it make such a make a, such a difference in the world. Uh, I want to give a shout out to people who sent out questions. We we're sorry we can't get to all the questions. There's so much good material. Uh, shout out to Ezra, Ruthie. Uh, shout out to Anonymous. <laughs> shout out to Chelsea, Christopher, Lynette, Jew, uh, Jessica, Cynthia. Look at all these questions. Doctor Sam Chan's question. What's your next book? That's a good question, Mike. That's a good, I'm sure you probably think. <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, thank thinking. you everybody for connecting with us on behalf of the avail leadership team. My name is Virgil Sierra, your avail leadership host. It's an honor for me uh, to connect with all of you and also be part of this journey of investing into your leadership. Remember, if you haven't claimed it, you can claim your free copy, the pound for pound principle, Mike Kai. You can check out the link there. You can check it out on avail leadership as well. You can subscribe for an annual subscription of the avail journal by going to availjournal.com and you can upgrade to the masterclass bundle for pastor Mike Kai's, the pound for pound principle. And if you haven't, you can register for the online summit. So much good news in one place. I think we're all this. This is so much good news and I'm thankful. Pastor Mike, thank you for being with us. Thank you. you. It's my honor your family, your church, on behalf of the Avail team. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. Wasn't that an outstanding time with Pastor Mike Kai? You can get your copy of the Pound for Pound Principle by going to availleadership.org forward slash Kai. Again, that's availleadership.org forward slash K-A-I. Remember, at Avail Leadership, our aim is to produce new and practical and relevant leadership resources every month. And you can claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. Thank you for connecting with us here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.